millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy revenge story of taking down an entire business. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, cut it out, Karen. Years ago, I was a traveling portrait photographer. I was working at a Kmart on a busy Saturday. This lady has her daughter all looking good and tells me she's getting her photo for a beauty pageant, and when I'm done with that, she wants another package of family portraits. So as I'm doing the shoot and posing and actually getting great photos, the mom jumps in and tells me the poses are bad, they weren't, and wanted me to pose the daughter her the mom's way. This is taking way too long, people in line are getting edgy, kids in line are starting to cry, all of this makes my job tougher. I finally get the daughter's package done and the father finally shows up. He was still eating a piece of pizza. Anyway, I get the three posed and the mom again wants me to pose them a certain way. This witch really got on my nerves. I told her we have set poses for different size groups and I'm going to pose them accordingly. Usually you move the people to the different spots so each picture is different. This gives the family more choices. Well, I put the mom where I could crop in the photo and cut her out of the picture. I ended up cropping her head off, cropping half her body off, just basically keeping her out of the picture. I didn't sell any of the family portraits, but sold the daughter's portraits. I also quit the job after I got home. Too many headaches. Kids with snotty noses getting me sick, pooping kids. The worst were the parents. I just can't imagine a job where you have to interact with snot-nosed, pooping, crying kids, and you go home thinking, you know, the worst part of that was the parents. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is Neighbor War. My neighbor, both him and her, have whined about a lot of little things over the last eight years. Bad enough that they're the only reason we would move away. We've considered it many times. Early this summer, they asked if they could heighten our shared fence from 7 feet to 9 feet. They offered to pay, but we said no, and then didn't hear anything for a few months. Then in the early fall, they asked again and offered to pay again. I said no again. Then they came back with, you don't complain about our fence, and we won't complain about your shed being too close to the other neighbor's fence. So I said, give me a weekend to think about it. I then spent the weekend moving my shed exactly 10 inches farther away from the fence so it complied with city bylaws, and we haven't talked since. Not about the fence, not about anything. It's been four months. Super petty, but I'm quite proud of this. Our next story is, his mama loves me more. My ex-wife cheated on me and moved in with a guy. I don't know him, nor have I ever met him, but my daughter loves his mom April. For that reason, we exchanged numbers so that my daughter can talk to April when she's not with her mom. Well, a few months ago, April and I started texting. It's nothing romantic, not at all. Just as a way to vent about the annoying crap my ex-wife does, who moved into her house. Yes, ex-wife's man lives with his mother. I'm not shaming him for that. 
Lately, April's venting has switched more to the crap her son's been up to. She states that he's a drunk, stoner, lazy, and a deadbeat. I could go on, but let's keep this light. April's always been very complimentary towards me. Whenever we see each other, she always gives me a really tight hug and likes to hold my arm. Well, yesterday, she asked me out for drinks and she thinks I'm a very handsome man. So, should I hook up with my ex-wife's boyfriend's mom? I think what matters more is not necessarily about the revenge, but just about how you feel in the moment. Does it feel right to do so? Our next story is customer service. I work in customer service and I have the same line I've been trained to say. Hi, welcome to so-and-so. Are you here to pick up or place an order? It boils my blood when people just interrupt me mid-sentence. So I'll intentionally pretend I didn't hear them and repeat my line again. Welcome to so-and-so. Are you here to pick up or place an order? Or when people pay me and they throw cash and coins on the counter, I'll take a bit longer to pick it all up. And when they hold their hand out for change, I'll look them in the eye and set their change on the counter before saying... Have a wonderful day. How much do you want to bet though that some jerk is going to complain and be like, they've put my money on the counter. This next story is, you're a crummy company with a monopoly. I refuse to go down without a fight. This happened not long ago where my little half-baked scheme against a crummy company worked flawlessly. Here in the US, or at least mine and surrounding states, To get a license for specific fields, i.e. cosmetology, general contracting, real estate appraising, you have to pass a standardized test. No biggie, pretty normal stuff. The problem begins when there's only one testing service you're allowed to use. They essentially have a monopoly on the licensing testing. I live within the tri-state area, and I was going to get my third state license to complete the trifecta. That being said, I'm very familiar with this testing service. The physical site themselves is very good, and I enjoy the people who work there, but overall, the company, including customer service, scheduling, and overall management is complete garbage. Now for the story. I cannot stand this testing service. The amount of hoops you have to jump through is completely unreasonable, even for a state-regulated testing service. I could go on and on about the nightmares I went through with this company over the year it took to get my licenses. Anyways, so the other day, I went back for my fifth time to take my test. I failed my first state the first time and the third state the first time. I live 10 minutes away from the testing site and they say arrive 30 minutes early. So I left 45 minutes before my testing time. It just so happened in the last mile before the site we had horrific stop and go traffic due to the road work in an area usually with none. Now, traffic is normal in my area, but it took my commute from 10 minutes to well over an hour. I tried to inform the testing company, but was sent to customer service. They demanded so much information, and I was trying to be decent. I've worked in similar phone jobs, so I know how rude people can be but ultimately took a while just for them to say they had no direct line and no way to contact them, and I'm going to lose my expensive testing fee. I couldn't afford to take the test again, so the scheming began. While sitting in traffic, I took the testing center's information email and copied, pasted, and resent it to myself with the only thing being changed being adding enough time for me to get there on time. 
It was a simple yet very effective scheme, as it was nearly identical to what they sent. Upon arrival, they notified me I missed my testing time, to which I said, Oh, I thought my time was 2.30, I must be wrong, and proceeded to pull up the crafted email showing I was right. This caused them to be confused because there were blocks were only in certain hour time intervals, yet it looked legit enough where they investigated. They saw that I was scheduled for 2 o'clock, but the test I was taking was quite short, and ultimately without any more fight besides that email, let me take the test. I was beyond happy to be sitting for the test, and I also passed. That little scheme against that monopolistic garbage fest of a company, plus finishing the trifecta, made that a great day. Goodbye testing center. Our next story is, I'm not wishing my friend happy birthday, just because you didn't wish on mine. I have this friend, and I always remember his birthday. Like, always. Since we were in middle school, January 7th, every year I send him something. He never remembered mine, and he never wished me happy birthday on the right date. It was always some days in advance or none at all. For a long time, I was okay with it. Who cares, it's just a date. But last year, we were hanging out, and my birthday was in one week. He told me something he had to do on the day of my birthday, and I hinted him, Oh, that's on my birthday, I'll be celebrating that then, or something like that. He said, oh, that's right. Also, three days before my birthday is the birthday of a common friend of ours. He, the friend whose birthday is today, sent a message early in the morning in our WhatsApp group wishing him a happy birthday. He made every one of our friends remember the date. So we all wished this other friend happy birthday, and we all sent nice messages to him. These two things made me create an expectation. I know it's stupid, but I did create it. What can I do? He's one of my best friends. I'm human, and I like to be socially acknowledged by the people I like. So, sue me. I wanted to be remembered. But the dude didn't send anything on mine. Not even an emoji. And I got sword. I just did. Today is his birthday, and I will not send anything. He's busy lately, and so he hasn't texted me in the past three to four days. But today he sent me a message, and I could sense he was probing. I don't care. This year you're not going to get a message from me, and he better say something on my next birthday. Otherwise, this tradition is over. I'm not going to lie, I have people who are particularly close friends that have like never wished me a happy birthday unless it was just specifically brought up to them or reminded to them. I guess it varies depending on how much you really care about your birthday. But I've chosen to just never really get too bothered if people don't remember. I'd rather just have fun the next time I hang out with them, rather than feel crappy because they didn't remember one detail about me. Our next story is, don't judge a book by its cover. So in the late 90s, I was working a well-paying job as a sawman for a logging company. It was the end of the month, and on top of my usual pay, I got a bonus for safety and productivity. My boss paid cash on payday, so even though the banks were closed, by quitting time I was flush. It was the days before my anniversary, so I decided to stop in at a local jewelry store I had browsed once or twice before. Now, mind you, I'm in my mid to late 20s. Long hair, dark tanned, dirty clothes, work boots, the whole shebang. I'm browsing slowly and the younger of two saleswomen asks if I want any help. Before I could say a single word, the older of the two says, Don't bother, those people never buy anything. 
I'm not sure if she was implying I was Hispanic, blue collar, or both, but that flew all over me, so I simply said to her, Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but my money is as green as the next guy's. Not that it's any of your business, but I walked in here with $860 cash, looking to buy my wife an anniversary gift. Mind you, at this time, $200 a week was considered a well-paying job in our area. Immediately, her tune changed, but I said, no thank you, I'll go somewhere else. The younger lady who'd been willing to help me recommended I go across town to another jewelry store, which I did. They were helpful, genuine, and opened any case and allowed me to see any piece I wanted to up close. I spent north of $500 that day. I made it a point to go back to the first jewelry store and thank the young lady and give her a tip, and made sure that the other saleswoman heard how much I spent at the competition. We stayed with the second jewelry store until they closed. Almost two decades later, my wife and I were looking for a bracelet for her. The original store had moved twice changed owners five times but that woman still worked there and she still remembered me and even though they were the only jewelry store in town i didn't buy anything from them we stopped at a place in the next town where we were treated like real people and wound up spending a whole lot more than five hundred dollars this time around and yes i made sure that before we left the first store to tell my wife i'll buy your wishlist jewelry somewhere else where they'll appreciate our budget, and we left. We did go back with the new jewelry to browse and show off that we had the money we said we had. Never assume you know how much someone can afford, you don't. Always treat them like they're a person and have no expectations. You will be surprised. Most people with money don't show it. This was almost like an unofficial social experiment where you fit the other person's dumb stereotypes and you just shatter them in a million pieces. This next story is, overheard salesmen say I wasn't gonna buy anything, made sure to have manager take my sale. In the late 90s, I was able, with the help of a family member, to get a job working at Macy's Herald Square. For this job, I was allowed to wear jeans and tops of the brand I was working for as a specialist. Otherwise, it was business attire. On this particular day, I was there for orientation and we were given a lunch break to which I went walking around. I was 18 and having family working there, I wanted to do my best to look the part. So I called my mother and she said, walk around, pick out what you like and when I get off work, I'll buy it. So I go look at the suits and got some fitted, no problem. Problem comes when I get to the shoe department. I'm looking at all the shoes and I'm overwhelmed. Lots of very expensive shoes and sneakers and whatnot. I'm looking for someone to help me but to no avail. I see a salesman and I ask him for help and he ignores me. So a manager sees me and asked if I needed any help. I said yes, I'd like to see these shoes in my size. I tried them on and said thanks, I'll be by later. As I walk away, I hear the manager ask the salesman why he didn't help me and he said he knew I wasn't gonna buy anything. So I finished my lunch break and go about my day. I finished orientation and waited for my mother to arrive. We got the suits and were walking towards the shoe department when this same guy walks up to my mother and says, hello, may I help you? She's about to respond when I said, no, we don't need your help. Bring me the manager who helped me before. My mom bought me four pairs of shoes 
to being coach because she had this obsession with the brand at the time. It came out to over a grand for shoes and managers don't get commission. I asked the manager if he knew why I asked for him. He said, yes, I do. I told him I start working here tomorrow, so I'll make sure to come by and show you my shoes with the suit. He said, make sure to show the salesman as well since he missed out on the commission. I just don't understand why any kind of salesman would try to exclude any potential sales. Even if they're so sure this person probably isn't going to buy, why flap your lips and risk it? Our next story is... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Park in our lot and deny it? Good luck at getting home. This happened about 25 years ago. Our office moved to a new location in an industrial park in the city. Across the road was a food service company and they started work very early in the morning. Our company is a large logistics delivery company. We had very limited employee parking along the perimeter of the property. For several weeks, we had random cars in the parking lot every morning. It's important to note that the food company had lots of land but very limited parking. The rest of their property was an overgrown field. I would go over and speak to the manager and request that they remind their employees that they could not park on private property. Simple, friendly, and neighborly request. Fast forward a few weeks and this specific car keeps showing up randomly in our lot. We're not a huge office and no it's not anyone at our office. I make the trek over to the food company across the road and ask them to remind their employee not to park in our lot due to our limited space. The food company office manager started getting irritated, copped an attitude, and told me that their employees would do no such thing and they've all been told not to park in our lot. I am quite pissed at their attitude, and I'm a petty jerk. We had two spare delivery vans that day, so I took the keys and parked one on each side of the car, only a couple of inches from the vehicle. Took the keys with me and waited. I'm out of the office for a bit, and lo and behold, we get a call from the food company. They had to work to call in as our office number is unlisted, and they have to go through a 1-800 number and work to get routed to the correct office phone. They're calling because, surprise, apparently an employee wants to go home, but cannot get into his car. Cue me coming back to the office, and before moving the vehicles, I walked over to the food company and asked them if there was a problem. The office manager sheepishly asked me to move the vans blocking their employee's car, to which I responded, 
You mean the car that does not belong to anyone at your office? I then kindly reminded her that they need to speak to their staff about the parking situation. I moved the vans and watched a guy head out to his car, refusing to look in my direction, and head home for the night. Less than a week later, the field next to the food company was graded and a new gravel parking lot was made. Never saw them park a car in our lot since. We all know that guy walking to their car was so full of shame. At least they weren't like some entitled heated Karen arguing. This next story is petty revenge on a wealthy creep. I bartended at a world-rated luxury hotel. It was the hotel celebrities and politicians stayed at, the kind of place people went specifically to flaunt their wealth. One day, this man came into the bar. He'd already checked out and the valet had his McLaren parked outside. He'd been around before. We knew him to be a problem and someone to watch out for. We didn't let women serve him. He was a creep, but had no men to do it that day. I didn't know how expensive that car was before this happened. He had the key fob on him. He ended up harassing my coworkers verbally and did the full undercarriage scoops to them when he could. You know, the grab creeps do when they go so low their fingers are on your, you know what? When I asked him to refrain from touching, he flipped out on all of us. The guy started cussing us out, calling us poor and stupid in vulgar ways, threw his drink at my face, told us he paid for us so he can touch us and then began smoking inside and flicking cigarettes at us and putting them out on the art. Security wasn't much help and the GM didn't want to kick him out. He refused to leave on his own. During his tantrum, he dropped his key fob. I took the fob. Once he tried to leave and realized it wasn't on him, he flipped out more. We checked cameras, everything. Nobody could see where the fob went. I threw it away in another location after my shift. He went outside to angrily pull at the car and the alarm went off. He had to stay at a regular hotel down the block. The alarm stayed on until the next morning when it was towed. By the morning, the alarm had annoyed people in this bar neighborhood and they'd thrown trash on it. He was riddled with embarrassment. He never came back. I mean, trashing his car is alright, but this dude deserves to be honestly locked up. Why does it sound like this business is almost kind of protecting them just because they spend a lot of money? Oh, the answer's obvious. This next story is only allowing ex-mother-in-law to see pictures of the kids with me in them. My ex and I split after we had an affair. He's a narcissist. And I only started seeing the emotional abuse clearly as I got out of the relationship and started therapy. Well, it turns out his mother has a problem too. I started unfriending all of his family on Facebook. After two years of not talking to any of them, I didn't see the point in having them around. The latest has been his siblings. There are other reasons I still have his mother as a friend, but I don't want to go into them as it's a little too much detail. I don't need my ex or his mother coming at me for this. Once that stuff is over, I'll just remove her as a friend, but for now, I need to be petty. His mother is freaking. If I remove her, she won't see the photos I share of the kids. She wants to see what the kids do at both houses. Well, so do my parents, but they don't get that. My ex doesn't care about them and he doesn't do Facebook. What I noticed is ex-mother-in-law has been taking my photos and sharing them with her friends and family. She has a thousand plus friends. A lot of them she doesn't even know that well. I don't want her sharing the photos. She won't stop. So my petty revenge she doesn't get to see a lot of my posts. 
I put her on one of those all friends except so-and-so thing. The only photos she gets to see are those that have me in them. She can see the kids, but she gets to see my face too, and she doesn't like sharing those ones. She hasn't said anything yet, but I'm sure she's seething. She's the only family member left on his side, and our mutual friends are only my parents, and they won't share things with her now that I've told them what's going on. It really is petty, my friends tell me so, but it feels good. She can't exactly say that she doesn't get to see photos of the kids. I agree with OP wholeheartedly, it's not like they're not seeing the kids, they just get to see some other people they don't particularly like as much. Our next story is, mom tried to ban giving me earrings, sister wasn't having it. This is technically my sister's petty revenge, but she doesn't have Reddit and wanted me to share it. So I, 20s female, got my ears pierced at 14, and it was under the strict rules set by my mother that it was the only piercing she would allow me to get. She hates any other kind of piercing. She strongly believes that any piercings beyond just single lobes are disgusting and a sign of trailer trash. I spent the day traveling to visit a friend about two years ago. She lives about three hours away. And as we were walking around the shops, we passed a piercing shop. And I mentioned how I always wanted seconds on my lobes. She encouraged me to do it because, hey, I'm an adult. My body, my choice. So I walked out 40 minutes later with my doubles pierced and feeling hot to trot. Well, it took about six months for my mother to notice. I didn't live with her. And she was not happy. Kept mentioning how I looked like trailer trash. And announced to my family that as punishment... She will never buy me a pair of earrings again in my life, and any earrings she had set aside for me for presents, she will be returning or giving away, and encourage the family to not buy earrings for me. My sister wasn't exactly on board with this plan, so every birthday, Christmas event, or otherwise that requires gifts, she always gets me a giant bundle of earrings, ranging from high quality to cheap but cute, all the way to aggressively large and in your face and my poor mother is forced to sit there and watch as i pull out pairs and pairs of earrings and try each on as my sister sits there cackling in the corner i love earrings so i love the gifts almost as much as my sister and i love watching my mother's expression christmas just passed and with it came more earrings this next story is speed bump revenge I'll try to keep the background detail as short as possible. My dad owned a small repair shop on a busy road with a small single car width road at the back of the lot. Cars use the one lane road to bypass slow traffic on the main thoroughfare. Despite buildings, mostly houses and garages and fences just a few feet off the road, cars would fly through here. Speed limit was 15 miles per hour, but police clocked cars at over 70 miles per hour. As a result, there were lots of accidents and property damage. After a bunch of complaints, the city finally agreed to install speed bumps. Yay! In addition to the speed bumps, the entire road was redone. It took a couple of days and the temperatures were near 100 degrees. Our shop had air conditioning and a fridge stocked with sodas and water. We let the workers know that they could come in and cool off or use the restroom at any time. A few times per day, we'd hand out cold drinks as well. It's a small town and we knew most of these guys. When it was finished, the road was brand new and the new speed bumps were painted bright yellow. 
it was a huge help with the speeding cars. There was just one problem. Our shop sat between two speed bumps, and the cars would still get quite a bit of speed between them. They were pretty far apart. Dad went out and painted a yellow stripe in the road behind our shop, about the width of the speed bumps. This was quite effective and fooled a majority of drivers, unless they drove that stretch often. There was one particular driver of a Mustang who would always speed between bumps. After being fooled by the fake stripe, he actually got out of his car and came into our shop to complain, shouting and threatening to kick everyone's butt. For the next week or so, he made sure to gun it each time he passed by, flipped us off, threw trash, etc. A couple of weeks later, the same street department worker stopped in and asked if the yellow stripe in the road was intended to look like a speed bump, and my dad explained to them about the cars speeding in between. They were adding additional speed bumps to another section of the road a few blocks up and sent the truck over to dump some asphalt, giving us our own very own speed bump. They painted it yellow and added a bump warning sign. They said to consider it a thank you for the air conditioning and cold drinks and went on their way. The following morning we arrived at work to find the neighbor's privacy fence damaged and the remnants of Mr. Mustang's ground effects strewn everywhere. Turns out he did his daily speed run past our fake bump and encountered the real thing. The car sat really low and it destroyed the ground effects among other things. And then he went off the road and took out a couple of sections of privacy fence. There were deep gouges in the speed bump, so I can only imagine what else was damaged on the car. Mr. Mustang came in later that morning fuming and threatening to sue. We told him to get bent. Never heard from him again. For the next few weeks, we did accumulate a nice collection of exhaust pipes, muffler pieces, and other assorted souvenirs from other drivers. I mean, in just literally every form you can look at this, this guy got exactly what they deserved. I know some popular stretches with speed bumps and I'll have delivery guys from like Amazon and UPS that I've seen just go doo 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 right over them and I'm like, you have boxes and boxes. That's somebody's brand new laptop you're jolting around back there. Our next story is, boss took sexist employee over manager's side, so I killed his business. So I worked at a gas station. I was hired as a regular employee and given the manager position after he found out my mom used to be a few years prior to my working there and I knew the ins and outs of the store. I was the manager for two years and my boss hired a guy two times my age who did not like having a young female boss. He was trying to tell people he was the manager, that he was going to take my job and hire whomever he pleased. I reported it to the owner owner didn't do much. Well, a few months in, we got into a fight, the employee and I. He threatened me with violence, and my boss took the guy's side. The employee threatened to beat my butt, and I told my boss I wanted to fire him and hire someone else. He spoke with the employee, and I got bro-coded. Basically, he took the employee's side of it all because bro-code, and dismissed the fact that he'd threatened me and let me go. Needless to say, I was furious. Two years I'd worked my butt off for this man from 4.30 a.m. till 10 p.m. or later, most days alone, mostly six days a week. I'd been sexually harassed, assaulted, robbed, and I still stayed. But this dude comes along and you take his word over mine? Nah, homie, I got you. 
My boss forgot all of his utilities, deliveries, and basically everything was in my name because he barely spoke English and the companies always dealt with me anyway. He had so much trouble communicating in English, it was just easier to have me do it. And I knew all of the vendors anyway because of my mom's job there years prior. Nothing had changed except we added a few new things to bring in business that I advertised and did all the work for, mind you. I cancelled everything. I called every single vendor. All his utilities and deliveries were stopped in their tracks. The employee he so loved and respected and such? Yeah, that idiot got arrested a month after I was fired. For what? Assaulting his girlfriend. So? He lost everything and had to sell the business within two months. I feel absolutely zero remorse for it because he put a grown butt man's hurt feelings over my physical safety and I was not having that crap. If I had to go back, would I do things differently? Maybe. But do I feel remorse? Nope. I built that company for him the best I could as a 20-something year old girl. I took all of my loyal customers with me and about 75% of them still over 10 years later still won't go there because of what happened. They still come to wherever I'm working at. All I can say is, as it sounds like OP is a hard worker, a hustler, and I'm impressed that they were willing to turn an OP when they're so seemingly a rock star at what they do. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.